Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. As many of you know, I like my food analogies when it comes to pro wrestling. Don't ask me how I make it work, but I think I do some of the time. I I really actually am into food. I like uh, nutrient-dense food. I think about what I eat. I think about what I put in my body. I think I make good choices, and I have good energy, and I maintain my weight well. And part of that is whole foods and nutrient density. But that's not always possible when you're in a rush or when you don't want to order out and spend the money on the tip and waiting for the driver to show up. And a lot of us don't always have time to cook. Some people just don't like to cook. And that's where Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals come into play. I have regularly ordered those on my own. I found that I like to have a supply of Factor Meals always on hand. It takes about two minutes to heat and eat. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals make it easy to fuel up fast. Factors Rotating Meals have a ton of fall options every week, too. You can add your seasonal favorites like Three Bean Vegan Chili, one of my favorites, or Tuscan Tomato Chicken, or many other options on their menu, which changes every week. In fact, Factor offers 30-plus meals per week and 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. And Factor, as I noted, is cheaper and quicker than takeout. Seriously. Thanks to their commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can actually feel good about what you're eating every day, and it tastes great. They don't add a bunch of extra salt and artificial ingredients to try to fake it. They use real whole food, and you'll taste it. Again, I can attest to this as someone who likes to cook and likes to eat out. And frankly, I'm kind of picky about restaurants I'll go to a second and third time. These are chef-crafted recipes packed with restaurant-quality flavor. So here's what you do. Head over to go.factor75.com slash wade60. I'll repeat that in a second here. And you'll get 60% off your first box. That's code wade60 when you go to go.factor75.com slash wade60. That's go.factor75.com slash wade60 to get 60% off your first box. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. 
Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. It's time to flash back to Wade reviewing Raw from five years ago this week. Five years ago this week, Rich Fan joined me on the Raw Post Show to talk about an eventful episode with some big Survivor Series developments. We talked to an on-site correspondent who attended the show in person who talked about what happened off-air and after Raw ended, including with Braun Strowman and Kane. And we answered email questions on a variety of topics. We talked about the Shields return against Miz and Miztraj, Triple H's grand return, Jason Jordan getting booed, and Bray Wyatt back. So much more. And this includes a bonus, previously VIP exclusive, mailbag section at the end. It is today's Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show, five years ago flashback for Sunday, November 13th, 2021. And here we go. Now, Podcast One brings you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's time to talk this week's WWE Monday Night Raw. In the last seven days, Rich, the Survivor Series just got a lot better. Um, from a, or I should say a lot deeper. Uh, a lot better is up for up for uh, that. That's up to each individual person to to decide. Uh, but I think most people would agree AJ Styles versus versus uh, Brock Lesnar instead of Jinder Mahal is an upgrade. And John Cena added to SmackDown, undeniably added star power to that fifth man. And I suspect most people are pretty happy to see Triple H compared to Jason Jordan when it comes to uh, the, yeah, just the star power of this event. I mean, in the last seven days, this this has become a loaded show with some improvements we can talk about the way things were introduced and what they're up to uh but overall this is a a much stronger lineup rich yeah i mean typically survivor series is going to be a show where if it's the 10 man tags eight man tags it's kind of an anchor that weighs around now i'm a person that personally enjoys those matches so it hasn't been a big deal but to go from what was a half throwaway show to the, the star power and the firepower, like you mentioned, I, I, I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, we have Triple H on six days' notice making his return to the ring on a non-WrestleMania tag team match. He's going to be opposite of John Cena, maybe for the last time, maybe not. That's up for conjecture. You know, maybe this is to set something up with that if they don't think Angle... Uh, trip, if, you know, they've long talked about Triple H Angle being a, a go-to match for Mania. Uh, but depending on, you know, what they think about Angle right now, and maybe they move Angle down the card and have Angle against Jordan, and maybe they have a different idea of what they want to do with some of the Cena opponents that they had thought were, were possible opponents. And so they end up doing Triple H Cena for old time's sake. Uh, that's not where my money is, but now that they're opposite of each other on the Survivor Series match, I mean, it's got to be in the in the conversation of, hey, would that be a good idea? Uh, and, of course, it's only a good idea depending on 
what else they have in the lineup that could have uh, been uh, a different lineups for uh, both Triple H and John Cena. So I, I, I like this. I mean, uh, the, six days out, this is a, a step up in terms of how big Survivor Series feels. And uh, th- I think they did a really good job making hitting a crescendo at the right time, uh, even if they didn't make all that big of a deal on a, from a TV optic standpoint of John Cena returning. You know, it was just sort of something Stephanie said along the way. What, what was your favorite part? What, what were you most impressed with in terms of what they hyped, uh, what they did to hype Survivor Series tonight? And then where do you think they maybe came up short? Well, I think of the things they hyped tonight, I was really impressed with how well Roman and the Shield were received and how smoothly they transitioned to the New Day Shield as the grand return on pay-per-view for the original group. In terms of disappointment, I would say the women's uh, match, again, going back to your analogy, having them all stand around like they're waiting for the water fountain and then afterward just awkwardly celebrate slash stare at each other. It just didn't feel very – professional isn't the word, but it just, it didn't feel like it was the gravitas of – especially compared to the men's group. I, I, I do want to add, too, I sit here talk about how much deeper uh, the Survivor Series is, and it just seems like this distant memory that the Shield versus New Day was added officially to the match uh, uh, at, in the early part of the show, although it was officially accepted later with some hilarious tweets by New Day. Um, but, yeah, that, that I mean, uh, seven days ago, Roman Reigns, two, halfway into Raw, we didn't know if he's going to be on the Survivor Series, if he'd be healthy enough to return. It wasn't made official yet. Michael Cole, in practically in just passing, made a comment before the tag team title match last week. And now here we are, the leaders, and now it makes sense in retrospect, the leaders of the Under Siege movement. Now we know why New Day were front and center um, leading the way, because I think Vince had in his mind, if Roman's healthy, we're going to have the shield against New Day and, uh, and, and, and switch the tag belts out to uh, Cesaro and Sheamus against the Usos. I think that's a, when you talk about the, new, the, the shield having, well, now their second match together, uh, but a match against New Day, two well-established three-man teams, add to that Triple H and Cena opposite of each other representing Raw and SmackDown, and AJ Styles instead of Jinder. I mean, seriously, this is a massively more compelling lineup for, I think, the average WWE viewer than it was seven days ago. So um, it gives us a lot to talk about today, and we got a lot to dig into, um, big and small. And this is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, and we are here, as always, in the early AM hours on Tuesdays when the show drops. We're recording right after Raw, uh, the post-Raw edition of the show. We're on four days a week right here at Podcast One, and we thank you for uh, joining us today and uh, supporting us by uh, downloading the show and subscribing. You can, of course, subscribe on the Podcast One app, or you can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you listen to podcasts on your iPhone, Android or you can stream us right from the podcastone.com website on your computer, too, if you so choose. Um, we do have uh, Rich Fan with us this week, once again, uh, for the post Raw show. Rich, good to have you back on the program. Good to be on. And we'll be uh, talking with Rich about his podcast, the weekly Deep Dive with Rich Fan, which is part of the PW Torch Livecast lineup on Saturday. So stay tuned for some details on topics on his recent shows and Maybe what he's decided to do this coming Saturday, so stay tuned for that. You can support us on Patreon and get these shows with ads and plugs removed. The Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month. 
for just $4.99 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out, exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. All right. Now, Rich, um, so much to dig into uh, and to talk about. 
on Raw tonight. Let's uh, let's just start at the beginning uh, for the opening segment because Stephanie McMahon uh, really browbeat and emasculated Kurt Angle in that opening segment. And it's, it's what Stephanie does, for better or for worse. And I think a lot of us think it's for worse. Yes, she's a heel, but that comeuppance doesn't happen. And, I mean, I think we've all seen heels act obnoxious and say nasty things about babyfaces, but the babyfaces get the better of the heel. And then the heels, you know, come back and get obnoxious again, and then they get beat down again. Other than, like, Vicky Guerrero, which was for comedy, that doesn't happen with Stephanie, so that's the downside. I do think in this case, the main reason that she did it is because they wanted Roman Reigns when he came out to have somebody to play off of who had been so nasty and despicable to a sympathetic character in Kurt Angle that it would help assure Roman Reigns got a better response than he might otherwise get. That was my take on it. What, what was your take on on the role of Stephanie, both in terms of the entertainment value of watching that whole segment play out and how it affected Angle and Reigns and The Shield, and and just kind of in a, a broader sense, if it's good for business, the way that they approached it. I think in terms of the return of Roman Reigns, it was instrumental. I have not seen him get that roundly cheered for as long as he had been the duration of that segment in quite some time. And, and I think on the grander scheme of things, though, Wade, Stephanie is a it's, – it's a black hole of just heat because – like you said, she'll never get her comeuppance. Even Roman alluding to it still had to make a joke that the last time I saw you, you were going through a table and Seth had to kind of back away. He's like, oh, wait, 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 wait now. And he, they had to make it seem like, you know, Triple H did, which made it entirely like even the heat from something that had been done at WrestleMania had to go to her husband and not to Seth Rollins. And uh, what, what does this do to Kurt Angle? Um, I mean, and let's broaden it out beyond this week. What do you think of the way that Angle is portrayed? Do you think he's good in this role as a little bit hapless, a little in over his head, but with the best of intentions and having, you know, the boss berate the uh, the, the worker has been a, a theme of WWE for most fans' entirety of watching WWE. It was not a common theme before Steve Austin and Vince McMahon. And it was so good for business that, you know, they just keep going back to it over and over. And other promotions have done the same thing. Uh, but with Kurt, I mean, there's something kind of endearing. But then there's also sometimes a sense of where, where it's sort of pathetic, the way, you know, what he puts up with. Um, where are you, Rich, on uh, Kurt? I know we talked briefly before we went on the air about this. Yeah, like I said, before we went on the air, it's two things for me. One, he could be doing a million other things with his Mondays and pay-per-view nights. And two... With my day job, I always work with my students in interviews on the idea of if you're in the room, you've earned the right to be there. So have the confidence commensurate to that. Kurt Angle's resume earns him the right every week to be on television and be respected as a luminary in professional wrestling. Missteps are no in his career. He can't presume that just because he screwed up in his life at times – that gives WWE the right to completely destroy the 15 years pre preceding this character because I have to now, to make it okay with me, see this version of Kurt Angle as a different character than the wrestling machine he was before he left. Yeah. No, I, I know. I, I think there's better ways to utilize Kurt, and, and I think they are playing off of you know aspects of Kurt that just don't seem as sure-footed and quick-witted as they once did. Um, and sometimes it, it's it's just not pleasant. It, it's uncomfortable. 
which uh, in a different way we got from Jason Jordan later, his son, which we will uh, certainly get into at some point here. Um, let's uh, let's, let's kind of go ahead here and look at a couple other big topics. Uh, we had the uh, – well, actually, let's, let's jump to the end because we had the cliffhanger at the end that I'm sure some people thought we might lead with on today's show. Um, a big moment, Braun Strowman hitting the running power slam on Kane. They fall through the ring, and they don't get up. And the show ends. Uh, we're going to talk to an on-site correspondent in our second segment, find out you know, how this played out after Raw went off the air. I'm, I'm curious to hear about it. Uh, there, there was a great shot through the ropes of a woman in the front row in the background who had her hands up to her face, just scared, like, where did they go? Is that supposed to happen? I hope they're okay. I don't know if that was a plant or not, because it wasn't like they drew a ton of attention to her. But, but it, it, it worked with her, at least. You know, it wasn't the laughter that uh, that hap- that they had when uh, Braun Strowman was just you know power slamming the heck out of uh, uh, Curtis Axel a couple of weeks back over and over again. Uh, that said, it still was um, a, uh, a kind of a stunt like finish, so that neither guy had to do the job. They were kind of protecting him, and they had this kind of big visual, I guess, cliffhanger of sorts. What do you think of it, Rich? I liked it. It continues the Braun Strowman force of nature deal he's had since his. Uh, war with the big show i i especially liked it because the announcers made sure to mention that the match never officially started right and so as this brawl is going on as still chairs are being used as tables are being brought out at no point did this get officially started and then even when they were in the ring heaven you know god bless them they never were ever in a situation where both guys could get to a neutral corner and both show that they were in the match for the ref to kind of separate them and say, okay, let's start now. So the closest they got to that was the power right before the power slam. And I loved it as an exclamation point And the to be continued that follows most of bronze, big man, big man feuds. So I just now wait for the chaos of what's going to happen next. How about, uh, the Paul Heyman promo on AJ styles? What a contrast, between how Heyman talked about Jinder Mahal and how he talked about AJ Styles. I mean, that's what jumped out to me. And there's a lot to talk about with Heyman and his promos because he's just brilliant on the microphone. And I'm always just enthralled with, with the approach that he takes, the artfulness of his delivery, the, uh, the cadence to his words, the vocabulary. Uh, it, it just, I mean, he's, he's just uh, on a different level than everybody else. And not to say that his promos are the best in the business. I would probably argue that they are. But it's, it's just that they're so different. It's a different kind of promo. And this was such a remarkably different promo compared to, in terms of content, in terms of how he portrayed his, Lesnar's opponent, AJ Styles. He built up AJ. And he did the five reasons to order WWE Network in time for Sunday Survivor Series. And he went through four reasons, all of which were just building AJ up and then all of a sudden a dark turn and it's like you know it's a despite all this buildup AJ is not going to uh, survive the beast and I, I thought it was a, a really good interview the crowd was with him for the first four points and then uh, and there's a little interruption with a man proposing to his wife in the middle of a Heyman promo uh, which was good for comedy and Lesnar I, I wouldn't say breaking character because I'm not sure he ever is out of character um, or that he even plays a character he just sort of is Brock uh, but he, he laughed at that moment. Uh, but then we had that turn at the end. Uh, what would you think of, of what Heyman did to make Styles Lesnar seem special, but in the end, stand by his man as the one to beat? I enjoyed it. And much like his allusion to UFC in the middle of the, I think, second or third point, it reminded me of a UFC 
uh, promo where a fighter got the contender he wanted as opposed to someone that the like you know you got like uh marquat instead of clay guida or something like that and yeah. you feel better about it and now you're like hey this guy's more my style it's gonna be a good fight in the ring you can kind of talk it up as opposed to a person where you're just like uh, i guess they're here and i <sighs> The more you look at this AJ Styles promo, the more you have to look back, as you mentioned, to the gender promo and just be in awe that they greenlit him being so uh, so much of a also ran in terms of how they looked at him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put gender up there with the guy who proposed with his to his girlfriend and Paul, without skipping a beat, said she said yes because she's never been closer to Brock Lesnar in her life. Yeah, I know. I mean, and and then he just goes, when you interrupt a Heyman promo, um, you pay a price. You know, I mean, yeah, it was just it was one of those memorable moments and it was unexpected. And, you know, you know that in the back, they're kind of freaking out, you know, because they're such mm-hmm. control freaks. You know, everything is just everything scripted. They know what's going to happen when it happens. I mean, you know, they get nervous when there's a power slam through a ring. Hopefully it goes as planned. Nobody gets hurt. I mean, there's. But when something is totally unexpected happens and the crowd is, you know, chanting, she said yes, totally throwing off Heyman, Heyman couldn't ignore that. I mean, that was just, you know, well, I mean, I guess he could have, but he, he didn't and it would have been difficult to do so. So that was a lot of fun. Okay, um, Jason Jordan. All right, so Bray Wyatt returns with, with no fanfare, no acknowledgement that he was gone, uh, comes out and loses to Jason Jordan. It was a, they protected Bray a bit. It was more of a leverage pin um, then, you know, some decisive three count and in pro wrestling, getting pinned on a roll up is less uh, demeaning and shameful and, and damaging for whatever reason than getting knocked out and pinned. Um, it's just the way it is. And we just accept it. Uh, so Bray loses and then attacks Jordan after the match and injures his leg and backstage after the break angles, checking on Jordan and Jordan's in pain and angles like I need you at hundred percent. I'm not sure. If uh, you're you're the right guy to be the fifth man now, and late in the show, uh, Angle announces, "No, you know, got to take Jordan out of the match. It's a very very difficult decision, but with all the pressure that Stephanie put on him, he feels he has no choice." And he was about to announce a fifth man when out came Jason Jordan, and begged and weeped and sobbed and just. I mean, it was, speaking of pathetic, it was just like, I need this, and it's my only chance to team with you. And everybody just sort of seemed uncomfortable and went on and on. And Stephanie came out to a baby face pop because they're like, thank God she interrupted Jason Jordan begging daddy to stay in the match. And then uh, it got revealed that uh, with Triple H's music playing and him coming out that he's the fifth man. And so we got Triple H taking Jordan's place and Jordan looking on. Uh, not so pleased. What, what did you think about the whole Jordan saga from Bray to Kurt to Steph to Hunter? I thought the Bray match was all right. I, I didn't have any issues there. Yeah. When it came to Stephanie and Hunter, uh, I'm going to let Lance Storm handle it. You know, turning this issue into a battle of nepotism is really <laughs> a step too far, considering it's Triple H and Stephanie McMahon doing it. And so. The first part, I want to say, wait, I got to be honest. I'm not going to be the person that says I saw this coming a mile away or anything like this. For a good two seconds when Triple H was walking down, I had thought of a few times where you and Bruce had talked on the Bruce Mitchell audio show about maybe Triple H finally aligns everything and he's going to be the face. 
that is the face of NXT and the happy-go-lucky uncle now in the, in the WWE level as well. And I was like, oh, wow, he's going to come out there, set his wife straight. This is a family matter. Let these guys compete. It's his son. If I had a son, I would want to wrestle with him, yada, yada. And he completely continues emasculating Kurt Angle by beating his son down in front of him and Angle doing nothing. All right, Rich, we got uh, so much to get to. I've got an on-site correspondent waiting for us. I don't want to wait the mate, wait any longer, so let's go to our break. We'll come back, talk to the on-site correspondent. we got dozens of emails to get to that our listeners have sent in. Uh, so everybody, stay tuned for that. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Thank you for listening to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Don't forget, we also have the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcasts. That is a blue logo show. This show, you'll notice, has a red logo. There's a very similar logo, but it's blue. And that's for our Thursday flagship, plus our mailbag and interview shows. We have first-run interviews and, most weekends, a classic interview from our archives. Just search Wade Keller in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Pro Wrestling Podcasts and choose the blue logo and subscribe. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, we are back for segment two of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast here at Podcast One. This is the Tuesday, November 14th edition of the program in the year 2017, and we're talking about the uh, a big episode of Monday Night Raw, the final show before Survivor Series from Atlanta, Georgia, and we're talking to uh, Joe, our correspondent on site at the building tonight, a listener of the program. Joe, first of all, thanks for agreeing to uh, take some time to talk to us after attending tonight. Ah, no problem, no problem. This was uh, actually my first Raw, so I was pretty excited. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for a little while now, and I'm just stoked for the chance. How did you hear about our show? Uh, the Steve Austin podcast, actually. I listened to his podcast religiously, and you were a uh, guest a few times. So uh, just finally listening to you on Podcast One, became a VIP member, and just been going back to a lot of the archives and listening to the old shows. Oh, cool. I was just uh, texting back and forth with Steve earlier. and um, uh, he, yeah. yeah, Actually, speaking of Steve, somebody emailed me and said, uh, wait, I think your show would be better if you talked about some non-wrestling topics, you know, like Steve Austin does. And I, I emailed him back and I said, you know, I went to Costco today, and I know if Steve went to Costco, he could turn that into a really, tw- really compelling, funny 20-minute bit. I can't. <laughs> i got to talk about pro wrestling or everyone's going to tune out. Steve is fantastic. I, I the, the stories he tells about just everyday things in his life and, and turns it into a compelling podcast is it's, it's another reason that it's, it's what made him a great wrestler and a great character on raw. It carries over into this new area where he's just immensely talented and, and so good at podcasting. So yeah, he, oh, is, yeah, he is so listenable <laughs> and so entertaining. <laughs> All right. Um, well let, let's, let's, uh, let's talk about tonight's Ron Atlanta, Atlanta Joe. Um, First of all, we've we got to start with this. Did you stick around long enough to see if Braun Strowman and Kane are alive, or do you think they're going to do what they did with the dumpster and just have them like pop up through the ring in three weeks? Well, I stayed long enough to see Braun come out. Uh, Braun okay. actually came out of the ring. He did his Braun yell, uh, which got a huge pop. We didn't see Kane come out from the bottom of the ring. Oh, no. uh, we kind of started making our way out after that. Uh, as well as a lot of other people, but we did see Braun come out and do his uh, big roar at the end. Man, this is scary. Kane, I mean, is Kane dead or is he just gonna? <laughs> that's what. That's what I was thinking. It's like I, I don't know what's going on. Uh, is he gone? Is he? Is he dead? What happened? You know the way that they did the dumpster thing, though. I mean, on Survivor Series on Sunday in a completely different town. I bet I, I wouldn't put it past Vince McMahon to say let's have Kane pop up through the same spot in the ring to end the to you know knock Braun out of the match or something like that. That's very WWE like these days. I, I wouldn't I would not rule that out. We'll we'll see how this goes. But um, oh, uh, Joe, tell me about the crowd reaction for that spot. Uh, it's it seemed to kind of stun the crowd. They seemed like uh, it, that it, was a big spot because it was totally unexpected. The whole thing once the table came out, that's when they really. The, the crowd really got into it a little bit more because we assumed that somebody was going through the table. And then they did the spot where they, they teased the suplex. So we automatically assumed somebody's going through this table, whether it be Braun or Kane. And then to completely hit us with a swerve and have them go through the ring, it was crazy. And uh, were you were you uh, among them? Well, let me ask. Did everybody stick around? 
to see what would happen or did is you know did when raw went off the air did people just leave and i guess i should ask too was there a dark match to compel people to stick around uh i don't think there was a dark match uh, i do recall hearing jojo uh get on the mic and talk for a little bit but we were already making our way out uh so there wasn't a dark match okay that i'm aware of yeah so did people stick around as long as you did or were you one of the last people you know a minority of the crowd that stuck around to see if people would pop up from the ring a good majority of people stayed around uh i tried to stick around as long as i possibly could I, again i was here for the ultimate experience so i wanted to see what happened uh after they went through the ring but yeah i tried to stick around for a little bit once but, i seen braun started kind of did a lot of people leave by then, or had? I guess my question is: Was everyone waiting around with bated breath to see if they popped up, or did most people lose patience yeah, before you? Yeah, there was quite a few people who stayed around and yeah. to see if they were coming up. Cool. And and what was the crowd reaction when Braun popped up? Uh, when Braun popped up, he got a huge pop. I think he got a, a really big pop as soon as he came through. Uh, but once he came out and did his roar, uh, it was crazy. Everybody just pretty much flipped out. Very good. Uh, Rich, uh, go ahead and ask Joe a question. Absolutely. Joe, when it came time for the Cruiserweight match, tag match, was it typical bathroom time? Did people stick around? How was the reaction there? No, surprisingly not. The Cruiserweight match, honestly, to me, it seemed like it got a pretty big reaction. I've seen a lot of Kalisto fans, but it was mainly kids uh, getting really big into Kalisto and uh, the whole eye thing with uh, Akira Tozawa which was pretty good to see. Enzo came out and uh, did his his whole stick. Uh, I'm a big Gulak fan, so I was uh, marking out for Gulak a lot, <laughs> which was pretty cool. But uh, the Cruiserweight match did pretty good. I got, it, it got a pretty good uh, response tonight. I don't want to admit this with Bruce Mitchell listening, but I am a big Drew Gulak fan too. Uh, go ahead, Rich. Uh, <laughs> That's based on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at the Wade Keller and see what Bruce said that triggered that. Yeah, that's great. That yeah, that that made my night right there. Um, in terms of Stephanie, how was the reaction on the whole from the crowd? Because I know what we hear on TV, and sometimes the mileage varies with the reality of in ring. Well, when Stephanie first came out, massive heat. Like she really got booed. Uh, but when she made her way out through the Jason Jordan segment, uh, she got a lot of cheers because. Jason Jordan really got booed out of the building all night. But uh, when she came out the second time, she got a uh, really huge pop for that. The first time, she was just she played the hero role and just got booed uh, pretty bad. It says something when you're as mean and nasty and vile as Stephanie for 15 minutes to start out the show that you get cheered because she was cutting off Jason Jordan's uh, session. Talk about the reaction to uh, Jason Jordan and, and if it – if it evolved in a good or bad way, the more that Jay Jordan was appearing on the screen or in person in front of the crowd. Reaction was nothing. When he came out against Bray Wyatt, he, there was nothing for him. Wyatt got a bigger pop. Once Wyatt did his destruction to him, it got even crazier. There was actually a thank you Wyatt chant. That, uh, <laughs> yes, we picked up on I'm that. I'm going to say I checked, that I checked that off on my list and actually started, so I was pretty uh, impressed by that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was a thank you Wyatt chant that bust out. Uh, Jordan got nothing. When he came back out the second time, people were really popping when Triple H showed up in Pedigree. But and, he got he got booze. Uh, yeah, and and when he came out, yeah, when when he came out and just started begging and you know pleading with Kurt to to uh, uh, to, to keep him in the match, 
it just felt like the crowd was turning even it, they went from apathy to just turning against him um, oh yeah he yeah he, he got a he got a bad this week uh I'm not really a big Jason Jordan fan. I like American Alpha together, but since he's did the whole Kurt thing, it just for me it just comes off as not believable, and that he's trying too hard, at least for the acting side of things. I think he's a good wrestler, but character-wise, he's kind of bland for me. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks for downloading today's show. Take it to the next level with a VIP membership. Get shows like this, the Wade Keller Pro Sync Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Sync Post Show, and the PW Torch Daily Casts on our PW Torch VIP podcast feed with ads and plugs removed from the shows for a streamlined listening experience. And also hear the VIP exclusive shows that I host with Rich Fan and Todd Martin. Everything with Rich Fan and The Fix with Todd Martin's signature VIP series that you're missing out without a VIP membership. So go VIP here in 2022 and enjoy all the benefits, all the bonus content, and the ad-free listening experience. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wow. What was the reaction to Bray Wyatt showing up for the first time in a while? Uh, and do, do you think that was affected at all by facing Jordan, good or bad? I think it was good because he was uh, facing Jordan. He got a pretty huge pop, and the fireflies were out. It was good to see uh, live, actually. 
Yeah. Uh, really good response to Bray. Again, once he did his dirt to uh, to uh, Jason Jordan, that's when he really got a crazy pop for it. Uh, but he, to me, honestly, I thought he was going to win the match. I didn't think Jordan was going to even win the match. I was expecting Bray to get the pin because he hasn't been on TV in a while. Performing a goal, I mean, going there in that kind of fashion was kind of weird to me, but I was expecting Bray for it to get the win. Now, the, the big question, uh, theme on this show uh, until the last handful of weeks is, how did the crowd respond to Roman Reigns? Uh, and, and in the context of with the Shield, was he cheered entirely or was he cheered when he was in the collective? But were there pockets where the fans could isolate and boo him? Uh, how, how did the crowd respond to him tonight? Respond to him tonight? Okay. So I am an avid Roman booer, but <laughs> okay. I did find myself cheering as soon as they showed them on the time together as the whole Shield collective. Yep. So. There was crazy pops the whole night. Once they showed them all three together, it was pretty loud for Roman. Uh, I didn't catch too many boos at all. Like he, he got a pretty positive response all night. Even when he, in, in the six man match when they got the hot tag and he came in and he was on fire, it was massive cheers, not too many boos. And again, I'm a guy who prides myself on uh, booing Roman to the fullest, but I ended up, I, I turned, I cheered pretty hard for the shield I'm, I'm marked out for the shield a lot well let me ask you this because you're a good test case why do you typically wh- why are you a, a roman reigns not a roman reigns fan why would you typically boo him solo uh let's establish that first the reason i typically boo him solo is because i feel like he's force fed down our throats yeah. uh it's not that he's a bad wrestler he puts on really good matches and he can actually perform in the ring it's just for me i think he's force fed down our throats with that whole superman type thing like, it kind of reminds me of Hogan and Cena. Like, they they always look strong. That's just I'm not good enough for me, at least. Is there anything, and I, I, I'm not trying to pick on Roman at all. I really am trying to pick your brain. Is there something about Roman himself besides his push that gets to you? Or do you think anybody pushed the way Roman's gotten pushed? If this was Dean Ambrose getting pushed this way or Cesaro or whoever, or is there something about Roman that for some reason sets you off a little bit more? I think it's mainly just something about Roman. I mean, probably just to look. He, he looks like a million bucks. And, I mean, that's something as, I mean, being a wrestling fan, he's a guy who looks super good and can, like, do everything that you can't, basically. So, for me, I think it's just he's got that look that I'm a star and I can I can do my own thing. You can't mess with me type of look. But the push really is the big thing. That he's just He's got the rocket and he shot him to the moon. Uh, Rich, were you going to jump in? Yeah, I wanted to get the reaction if they had one in an audience to the gentleman who tried to walk down with the shield <laughs> while they were going uh-huh. down the stairs. Uh, well, that, he got a crazy pop too, but I didn't see too much because I was on the opposite side, so I was trying to like zoom in see where I could get a really good picture, but it, it was funny pop pretty much. Can you tell us any more about the uh, marriage proposal? Oh, the marriage proposal, yeah, the thing that took over. <laughs> that was funny, too, because, like, I was trying to start a AJ Styles fight, and then out of nowhere, like, you hear that she said yes, she said yes on the other side, so we just look over, and everybody's over there crazy. And then Heyman, when Heyman responded to it, I knew it was going to be a good night. Once he started responding to the crowd, it was crazy. What what was the uh, crowd reaction to Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar relative to The Shield, Braun Strowman, Triple H, the other big stars who came out? Heyman 
and Heyman and Brock got a pretty big pop. It's been we haven't seen Brock in a while, and this is my first time seeing him live, so I marked out. Uh, it was it was a good pop. It was pretty loud in the building when uh, Lesnar's music hit. How did it compare to the others? If 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 you can quantify, or was it just kind of in the mix with the I other think big it was stars? Kind of in the mix. I think it was kind of in the mix. Uh, I feel like I feel like the Shield as a whole had the biggest pop of the night. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think they were the bigger stars for the night with the Shield. What was there anything uh, that surprised you tonight uh, about crowd reaction? What it was, you said this was your first RAW. Um, uh, what was it like to be at your first RAW? Had you been at a TV event for WWE or just not a RAW? I've been to WrestleMania 15 uh, when I was a child. It was in Philadelphia at the time. That was my first pay per view experience. Uh, outside of that, I've been to nothing but live events, which is really cool too because you get a little bit more out of live events. Uh, so this was my first TV experience in terms of RAW. Uh, was great. It was everything I thought it was going to be. Uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed actually being a part of the crowd, making the reactions, and giving them everything that they wanted. Uh, seeing the the Shield live was great. Bray Wyatt live, uh, and Brock, of course, he's just a a beast. Of course, so seeing him live and in person was really good. How did the three hour format? We don't talk about it a lot much, but did it did the show seem about the right length, or did it start to test your patience at all? Uh, this was a pretty loaded lineup uh you know compared to most raws in terms of star power and some pretty compelling matches that probably helped but you know speak for yourself as far as how how you felt about the length of the show honestly i felt the length of the show was good i think i think it went at a good pace because normally if i'm watching raw by myself like three hours of raw can be a bit of a drag once i'm finished hour one i'm like all right uh hopefully i'm recording the rest of it so i can skim through but tonight was different it was a little bit of a different vibe uh I guess I could feel the electricity in the air, so I was into I was in every match, uh, hook, line, and sinker. Everything caught me. I was I had, I had a great experience. It, it was awesome. If I suggest anyone go to a WWE event live, it's it's great. Uh, for Raw today, I think it was I think it was really good. They they told the stories. They led up really well. The matches were good and solid. It was a good it was a good match. It was a good one Monday Night Raw. And we ask our uh, on-site correspondents, uh, where about were you sitting, and what did you pay for your ticket, and do you think it was worth the price you paid? I paid about one forty-five for my seats. We were in the lower section on the floor, uh, section three, I believe. Uh, it was great. It was, yeah, it was good. It was worth it. It was definitely worth it. And just for clarification, one forty-five per ticket or for a pair of tickets? One forty-five per ticket. I, yeah. I had two other friends with me. Yeah, wow. Yep. So um, that's a, a that's a big price to pay, and it's you got. I think you. It's a good thing you got a good show. I think oh you yeah, had a it good was week. worth every penny. It was awesome. Cool. E- excellent. Thank you for subscribing to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Don't forget, we got a whole lineup of other shows called the PW Torch Daily Casts. It's free. Just search PW Torch in your podcast app. A different show on a different topic throughout the week, including shows dedicated to AEW, NXT, MMA, Ring of Honor, and more. Just search PW Torch in your podcast app or check out links to the latest shows at our main website, pwtorch.com. Rich, do you have anything else you want to ask Joe? Yeah, Joe mentioned that uh, WrestleMania 14, I'm sorry, WrestleMania 15, you were a kid. And it's not really a question so much as now I know how Bruce Mitchell feels because that was uh, the first WrestleMania I went to and I was a senior in high school. (laughs)
Well, that's a, that's a kid. You were a kid then. But I know what you mean. Yes. It, it, it keeps happening, Rich. It keeps happening. Don't just be, brace yourself. Uh, Joe, uh, before we, we do let you go, um, it, were, were there any match results you remember from before Raw went on the air? Uh, I actually didn't get to the main event stuff. I, oh, okay. I got there right as Raw started. Yeah, no, no problem. Well, I'll ask you this then. We, we hear from our on-site correspondents all the time. Finn Balor at Raw tends to get one of the biggest pops of the night. How did Finn do tonight in that regard? I didn't include him on my list, and I feel kind of in retrospect I should have because he's always getting these really big pops. He was competing with The Shield and Braun Strowman oh, yeah. and Brock Lesnar and Triple H. It was a big night. It was a night of big star power. Uh, but how did he do in, relative to them? Finn Balor also got a big pop. He also got the hugest pop for me because I'm a huge Finn Balor fan. So he, he got a great pop. It was awesome. Samoa Joe even got a big pop. The, the whole crowd was into the Joe, Joe, Joe thing. Yeah. So it was great just seeing those guys live. It was awesome. Was there any point that they started to lose the crowd? The, the, speaking about the whole show, not a match in particular, was, it, was there any match or segment where the crowd started to maybe get restless? Well, I did think that the Samoa Joe-Finn uh, Balor tag match was a little long. Uh, considering that they did have the main event coming right up after. So I felt like it was a little long, and maybe the crowd got a little restless in terms of the, uh, uh, I guess, Gallows and Anderson. There was a lot of rest holds that I've seen, but uh, they made up for it, seeing uh, the action, the coup de grace and everything. It was, it was great. They, they picked it up and closed pretty good. It was Everybody was good after that. All right, cool. Uh, unless, Rich, you have anything else, we'll... Uh... Thank Joe and let him go. Any any closing questions or comments, Rich? Oh no, Joe! Great job today. Excellent. Uh, thank you guys. Thanks, Again, Joe. Big fan of the show. Uh, I listen to all four shows every week. I'm a big fan. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm glad that uh, you heard about us through Steve Austin and keep uh, keep listening. Keep spreading the word. Will do. Excellent. All right, yeah, great job from Joe, making us uh, feel like maybe we attended Raw tonight. And I, I agree, this was a if, if I were going to attend a live Raw, this was one of you know of, of the last you know handful of months since WrestleMania season and SummerSlam season. This is right there in terms of having memorable moments. And you know they're coming off an overseas tour, and it's six days before Survivor Series, and they want to sell subscriptions. And man, they just. I mean, there was concern, Rich, that WWE when they launched the network would stop trying because they'd have people's money. And I knew that wasn't the case because I know how hard we work at PW Torch VIP and how much we appreciate our subscribers and how hard we work every single day to give them their money's worth and, and earn their business because there's so many things vying for people's attention and dollars. And I, I thought this, and Jason Powell and I talked about it on the old show on the live cast. Jason will be with me Thursday for the flagship this week, by the way. Uh, Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net. Um, we talked about it all the time. We're like, they're not, it, it's, it's not going to lead to that. It's going to lead to Vince working just as hard, if not harder, because he's got to keep those subscribers uh, because he has, you know, a million plus people right now subscribing to the network who did not used to buy off you know, the, the non-major uh, four or five pay-per-views a year. You know, that you've, you've got to keep people interested. Now, Survivor Series is one of the, you know, traditionally one of the big four, uh, but it was kind of maybe the fourth, well, for sure, the fourth out of four for many years. And this doesn't feel like the fourth out of four. It doesn't feel like anything other than, a major show, and I mean, just Lesnar styles alone would have been enough to get me excited about a pay-per-view. I'm really looking forward, and we didn't talk much about it. We'll do this in the email segment too, Rich. Uh, the Shield and New Day, I, I am fascinated by this match and what they do with it because New Day are so much more quick-witted than Roman, and they they just, I mean, they make victims out of their opponents in so many ways beyond 
just, you know, the wrestling part of the match. So I'm curious about that. Triple H warming up in some matches recently overseas and uh, John Cena coming back and on and on. I mean, this is a deep lineup with some compelling matchups and we'll be talking about Survivor Series all week here at the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. So stay tuned and or I should say tune in and download the show every day this week. Um, I've get, I'm getting a lot of good feedback, by the way, I think deservedly so, for Dave Lagana's interview last Friday. It was part two of the interview with ex-WWE creative team member, who also is an ex-TNA creative team member. He also worked for ROH. He also worked uh, for ECW back in the day when he first broke in. Uh, he's been so many places, has so much insight, and he was. Uh, I, I did a two-hour interview with him, and we ran it in two parts over the past two weeks. He's now the vice president of the NWA. My review of the Tim Storm versus Nick Aldis title match that was on Facebook Live on Sunday uh, with uh, Tim Storm defending his NWA championship after a series of videos built up that match. I thought very well done videos by Dave Lagana and and Billy Corgan. Um, I've got my review of the match and the presentation of that title match on Facebook Live at pwtorch.com. So you can uh, check it out on the main listing. It's not too far down the main list right now. If you want to check out my review, we also have that match embedded so you can watch it yourself. It wasn't pretty, but I'm, this is our post-Raw show, so I won't go into that. I already did a long review of it uh, on uh, Sunday's Wade Keller Hotline for VIP members. So check that out. We're going to go to our uh, second break here, and when we come back, it'll be time for emails. And we got a lot of good topics to bring up and a lot of strong opinions in the inbox coming from tonight's program. So stay tuned for that. With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership as soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute. You'll get a link and you click on it and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership pwtorch.com slash go vip it's quick it's easy it's convenient and we think it's worth it pwtorch.com slash go vip all right we are back for the third and final segment of today's wade keller pro wrestling podcast i'm joined by rich fan from the deep dive with rich fan the pw torch livecast saturday edition Let's go to the inbox and begin with Jason Phelan of Cleveland, Ohio. He says, sure, Triple H replacing Jordan is an upgrade, but I immediately thought about the possible outcomes for the five-on-five match. We haven't gotten into this yet, Rich. Uh, Triple H giving pedigrees to the likes of Shinsuke Nakamura and Robert Roode is a sight, or Bobby Roode, is a sight I do not want to see, nor do I want to see the obvious interference by Jason Jordan and Stephanie McMahon and that ensuing drama. It's not exactly... It's not exciting to think that the guys who should be featured in this kind of match, like Joe and Balor, will eat AAs and RKOs. Maybe I'll be surprised, and they'll just have Braun destroy everyone. Uh, Rich, I I think a valid concern, and there's no question 
Triple H tends to suck the oxygen out of the room that he occupies. Um, that's been his tendency over the years. He is a big star. He has earned that stardom through hard work on air and behind the scenes. I do not take that away from him. But I will not deny that there's no doubt when he is part of something, he still puts himself in the forefront. Um, other people have benefited from sharing space with him, but uh, and some have, have not. I am curious to see if he thinks, well, what's best for business is getting himself over because he's a big, going to be a big part of WrestleMania. Or does he decide that he's in that phase of his career where, yeah, I want to look good. You know, I want people who came to see me to be happy, but this is about this next generation. Uh, Rich, where are you on this? I think in this match, it's entirely going to be the old Triple H where it's going to be about him up until WrestleMania. And then he can, you know, maybe he'll lose to an angle or something like that. Uh, And just for fun, looking at what happened when you put Kurt Kurt Angle and Triple H into this match, you have two 48-year-olds, a 38-year-old, a 36-year-old, and a 34-year-old. And then on SmackDown, you have a 47-year-old, a four, two 40-year-olds, and two 37-year-olds. Wow. And as uh, Tape Machines on Twitter mentioned, Hogan Piper – this is through my friend Gillen Borum who sent it to me while we were doing the show. Hogan Piper's ages when they were – when the WWF made fun of their quote-unquote age in the cage match in 97, they were 44 and 43. Wow. That's some great stats. Well, I mean, hypocrisy – is uh is it tends to be one of uh wwe's investment man specialties over the years in certain areas and i mean and i think they'd be sort of unapologetic about it they're like well it was a marketing gimmick to make fun of their age when we were trying to get over young guys and now we're trying to make money with older guys so so be it deal with it and i mean i think they would be rather unapologetic about it uh but it is great statistics and it does i mean they loaded the show up with star power and some of the guys like joe and balor aren't in their 20s, but they they feel fresh and, and, and vulnerable to being diminished in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Nakamura and Root, same thing. So I, I'm, I'm very curious how this goes and, and concerned. I, I would hope that Triple H would look at Joe, Balor, Nakamura, and Root differently than maybe old Triple H would because they're products of his system, his NXT, his NXT system. And maybe that'll make him... Uh, look out for them a little more than maybe he would if they were just some import from WCW or the indie scene. Uh, that's a good point. And one thing I thought about, and this goes back to what happened tonight, he I, that's what gave me the red flag of he's kind of, maybe with the NXT guys, he might not. But with with Kurt Angle, he for darn sure is kind of back to his old ways. With Angle's injuries and his litany of issues, he is a markedly uh, smaller man than he was in his heyday in the WWE, whereas Triple H is in some ways bigger physically. So when he came out and towered over Kurt Angle and then got in his face, it was jarring, the size difference. I've never had that feeling before when those two were in a ring together. I've always seen Angle, though, as a, as a medium to undersized heavyweight in WWE. And I've always seen Triple H, not as a giant, but you know, as, as a taller, bigger guy. So I was less shocked... Uh, by that, but but I know what you're saying. I mean, it it does it it comes across as a, a big size mismatch, and Triple H just seems much more physically imposing at this point than than Kurt Angle does. And you know what it else it is to Wade? It's that confidence issue I was talking about earlier. If he was in the ring with AJ Styles, 
AJ Styles is probably two to three inches shorter than Angle, but he carries himself and he stands like a man. Yeah. That in his head, I'm, you know, he said it during his uh, pre Brock Lesnar promo. I might like, I love the fans because, and they love me because I look like them. But when I get in the ring, there's no one like me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So up next, Susie from New Jersey said, uh, Wade, do you think Vince actually gets a kick out of Booker T's nonsense and is arguing with Michael Cole and Corey Graves? Is he not in their ears yelling, hey, cut it out and do your jobs? I just don't get how once an argument starts, it goes on and on and on. But enough about the Bruce Mitchell audio show. Like the one during the Shield Miztourage match tonight. The only thing I can imagine is Vince laughing and truly enjoying the squabbling. Why else would he allow this to go on? Or is this his idea of a good feud? At what point do you think there would actually be consequences? Thanks for reading. Uh, oh, Rich, I, I think Vince loves it. I wouldn't be surprised if Vince and Gorilla has a, two separate audio channels, one for Booker and then one for the other two announcers, so that he can feed them things. And then he's like, I don't know why you're saying that. Why don't you, you – you can't let that go. And he's – like like uh, our emailer said, he's basically poking the beehive and hoping someone else gets stung. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right. Let's go to uh, Alex next. I want to get through a lot of these, as many of these as we can. He says, do you remember the episode of The Simpsons when Itchy and Scratchy needed a new character to spice up the show? Where, I'm uh, sorry. I spoiled. Uh, yes, where Roger Myers Jr. told his creative team to think of a name along the lines of Poochie. And they ultimately said, yeah, Poochie is good enough. That is how I feel about this month of WWE. Vince walked into the creative room and said to them, well, it's November, which means Survivor Series. I want to do something like a champion versus champion style, something along the lines of that. All right, got it? Good. And then he walked out of the room, and each member looked at each other and said, so we'll stick with the champion versus champion, and they all said, yeah, sounds good. I say this because this whole pay-per-view has completely changed. We now have Triple H in the 5-on-5, the Shield versus New Day, multiple title changes, and maybe more. I can't help but think that when they thought about the champion versus champion aspect, they didn't thoroughly think about who their their champions were, and now they're scrambling just to add wrestlers to the pay-per-view with no reasoning why they joined. It's lazy writing, and they're throwing big names at the fans to hide the fact that the angle is completely crazy and makes no sense. On another note, if my son was about to be pedigreed, I wouldn't be standing there awkwardly watching. I would at least try to stop it from happening. Thanks for listening to my rant, Alex. Uh, Rich, your your thoughts? I'm completely with Alex on the Kurt Angle situation, especially in the world of if everyone is a wrestler. I mean, granted, if you're just a layperson and your kid's in danger, you're going to do the best you can in the situation you're in. But having an accomplished Olympic gold medalist, Hall of Famer, just sit there and say, well, let me just go check on my kid after he gets knocked out by a, a colleague of yours. That, yeah, that that dog didn't hunt for me. And then in terms of the Pucci, I thought he was going to bring up Roman Reigns because that has been the perennial illusion for Pucci in terms of itchy and scratchy. And he's like, <laughs> I have to leave now. And then Pucci died and returned to his home planet. Uh, you know, so – yeah, I, I definitely could see that. But I think with Survivor Series, it isn't so much that they're slapping it against the wall as much as them figuring out that in order for this to be sold as brand supremacy, you have to fire every gun you can. And if that means you got to pull Triple H in or he pulls himself in, however that came about, I don't see that as desperation. I see that as them being more cognizant of what the customers would truly appreciate and find to be legitimate. 
One way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five-star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much. Yeah, I am higher on this show than some of our emailers, uh, I think. And and I, I like adding to the stakes. I like the chaos with the championships, especially because they're moving in the right direction, I think, on everything. You know, I, I like the Shield against New Day. I like even more uh, Triple H and John Cena in the match with reservations as expressed that, you know, Triple H hopefully is out to make stars, not dominate and just set up something with him and Kurt or him and Cena. And, and I love AJ against Lesnar, you know, so these changes are good changes and we might get uh, a good change on uh, SmackDown if Charlotte beats Natalia. Part of me kind of wants Natalia to have her moment with, with Alexa. I think the dynamic between those two could be fun. Uh, and, and Alexa's promo about the cat lady is a lot of fun. But uh, Charlotte deserves to be the centerpiece female on whatever brand she's on. And the quicker they get her there, no matter what the consequence, I, I, I would not vote against it. You know, she's, she has the star power, and she should be the one who, who is uh, looking strong uh, in these matches. And they should be building her up for really big pay-per-view matches. And so... That would improve the show, too, to be honest. I mean, even though Natalia's a good worker and her and Bliss could be fun with two kind of eclectic keels against each other. So I just think this lineup keeps getting stronger. And, and sometimes, you know what, it, it's, if the chaos has storyline reason, I'm for it. You know, it would, it would make sense that Shane McMahon would, would recruit John Cena to be the final member of Team SmackDown. It makes sense that Kurt Angle would pick his son, but then have concern about Jordan not having his full strength and making Kurt look really bad. And Jordan being in a bad position and looking bad himself, he doesn't want to put his son in a position to look bad or get hurt. He doesn't want to lose his job. And it makes sense that, uh, you know, Triple H would insert himself into this because of his representing Raw and being kind of a Raw guy more than a SmackDown guy. Uh, we didn't get that kind of declarative promo from Triple H, which I don't know if it fit into the show, but it would have been interesting, Rich, to have Hunter kind of explain why he's back and what he's looking to do in that match. Uh, so I, I think it's strategic. There's probably a reason he did not do that. He's not microphone shy. Uh, would you have liked to have seen that? I would have. And to your point about the chaos sometimes leading to stuff within the storyline, I'm surprised, and this is something you and Bruce talk about all the time, the outlaw quotient. For, even though they were pretending to be outlaws, the shield telling Stephanie, you don't tell us what to do. We want the new day because we want them was something that I appreciated. Very good. All right. So up next, Justin and Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm watching Raw right now, and I can't help but notice something in the presentation. During the Finn Balor and Samoa Joe versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson match, why wouldn't the announcers acknowledge the NXT history between Finn Balor and Samoa Joe? The story with them winning the first Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic together and the subsequent feud really adds to their narrative and could garner more interest from Raw, Raw viewers who haven't seen NXT. Thanks for reading. Listening to your show on my morning commute helps time fly by. Thanks, Justin. By the way, a reminder to everybody, let me know where you are in the world and where you listen to this podcast. Just do hashtag WKPWP on Twitter. 
Might even read your tweet on the air, so be prepared. Hashtag WKPWP. That's how you can comment on the show, react to it, and interact with other listeners. Just hashtag WK as in Wade Keller, PWP as in Pro Wrestling Podcast, WKPWP. Follow me on Twitter at the Wade Keller. Follow our main brand at PWTorch. And uh, Rich, how can people follow you? They can follow me on Twitter at Rich underscore fan, like the appliance with an extra N. And really, that's the only way to do it. Like Instagram and Facebook are pictures of my son and my wife. And no one wants no one wants to deal with that outside of family and friends. <laughs> Sounds good. So, Rich, uh, what do you think of the lack of NXT history being acknowledged I, uh, by uh, I, I understand Booker not doing it, but you think Corey Graves would have? Especially given that Corey always makes allusions to Jason Jordan and the relationship they forged in NXT. The Dusty Classic and the ascension of the Balor-Joe team was one of the key components of leading to their feud for the NXT title and then the bad blood that's persisted to this day. So that is an egregious error in my opinion on their part. Yeah, it's disappointing. You want to reward fans when you can, especially when it enhances a storyline by acknowledging you know, the history. And, and NXT is, has been weaved into the main Raw SmackDown universe, so why not do it? I, I don't know if it's just they didn't think of it or, or what, but I, I just, yeah, I don't see a downside. I don't see a downside at all. all and right. it isn't something from another company. This isn't like we're doing right. the, like, again, this is like, this would be one of my deep dive things. Like, you have a guy from Noah Slice Zero One, three guys from New Japan Wrestling and WWE. That isn't what this is. It's two guys who are NXT in a storyline they concocted themselves that lends naturally to the feud they continued on the main roster. All right, so up next, Kenneth Williams from Mobile, Alabama, says, so the crowd has not been behind this Jason Jordan story since pretty much the beginning. Um, not even pretty much. No qualifier. I, haven't <laughs> I thought he did a decent <laughs> job tonight trying to get sympathy. I felt bad for him, but the crowd did not. So where do you think WWE went wrong in this story? If another wrestler was in Jason Jordan's position, do you think that wrestler would get the exact same response? Uh, he's got two questions, but uh, uh, Rich, topic one. Did they do something wrong? Is it Jordan's fault? Is it the storyline just won't work with a fake son in this era? I think I'm of two minds, to be honest. I know in the past, yourself and a lot of the Torch staff have mentioned the, the Wikipedia aspect of a lot of these sorts of things and how that kind of blows up. Whereas for me, I know none of the Dudley boys or the Dudley family members, if you go down to like the 80 of them in ECW, were really related, and I could just accept it. With this one, I couldn't because of the acting chops of Jason Jordan, and this tonight was an exacerbation of that. That was This is the worst possible Jason Jordan scenario. He turned into, uh, if anyone watches Homeland, he turned into crying Carrie after anything happens in that series where she just, her lift starts quivering and you just see someone that's supposed to be a professional crying hysterically over a non sequitur. And that's what I really saw him doing when his dad said, Hey, you're hurt. You can't wrestle. We got to get somebody else. And so, yeah, I'm completely with him. It, if there was someone else there that had better acting chops, I think they could have done it better. To be honest, Chad Gable could have done this better. I, I agree 100%. Chad Gable would have been a lot of fun in the storyline. I don't think people would be booming Chad Gable or no. chewing Dad Gable, whatever I almost said there. <laughs> um, speaking of Dad, in my uh, little misspeak there, I loved in this segment the first – I think it was the first time Jason Jordan called Kurt Angle Dad on TV. I could be wrong on that. Somebody correct me if I am. But normally he calls him Kurt, and I mentioned it. I thought, well, that's kind of weird. But then you know, others have said, well, you know, it's a grown son or it's a grown man. You know, this – 
meeting his dad for the first time and he might call him by his first name. You know, it might be weird right away. But he like was like, you can't take me out of this match, dad. And Kurt was like, oh, he called me dad. Like it, it, mm-hmm. it seemed manipulative by Jordan. Is is this uh, salvageable, uh, Rich? Uh, can Jason Jordan turning heel work? And and will Jason Jordan being so lousy and rejected in this role serve him being a heel? Or do you think actually he'll still be lousy and rejected if they turn him because there's just something wrong with the storyline in Jordan that a, a heel turn won't fix? If it's going to be a heel turn, I'm of two minds as far as do you want him on SmackDown again or do you want to keep him on Raw? Because the logical conclusion for me is if – this person isn't really my son and he's been playing me for a fool much like he just said what he was going to do to Shane if I'm Kurt Angle I'm trying to snap this kid's ankle and just moving on to the next one and that's not going to help him if he's just a speed bump on Kurt Angle's return to the WWE Support us on Patreon starting at $4.99. Get these shows ad-free and bonus VIP content. That's $4.99 on Patreon. Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's Patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. I, I will say as much as the fans are rejecting Jason Jordan and as bad and, and uncomfortable as it was watching him uh, do what he did uh, in, the, in the ring with his acting, I, I still am curious where they go with this. And I could see Vince abandoning it entirely and just thinking Jordan's a lost cause and being excited about something else. He's got John Piermarini, an ex-creative team member with WWE back in 2009-2010. Uh, he was on the first interview Friday, actually, on, on the Wade Keller Processing Podcast this summer. And um, I've talked with him on podcasts many, many times, and I want to get him back one of these days, too. Um, he always talked about Seamus, you know, that, that he was Vince's shiny new toy for a few months. And then, as Vince is wont to do, they're, the, the shiny new toy gets a little boring or doesn't live up to expectations or a new one comes along that's even shinier and newer. And I, I do wonder this Jordan storyline, if Vince just sort of goes, ah, I just, that didn't work. Let's move on. And, and he, Jordan just disappears for a while or gets cut or just ends up, you know, in some kind of mid-card storyline with Shelton Benjamin and, and uh, uh, Chad Gable again. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. Okay, his uh, second question, Kenny's second question is, what percentage would you guys give AJ Styles to beat Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series? I think you could build Lesnar back up by Mania, and it would elevate Styles even more. He also adds, this podcast is amazing. I listen every week to every show. I always look forward to what Wade Keller and his guests have to say on the current WWE product. If you like this show, you should subscribe to PW Torch VIP. You will get so much more insight and knowledge from Wade himself and several of the amazing people over at PW Torch. The Fix with Todd Martin is among my favorites. So uh, thank you, Kenny, for that. Uh, go 10 days free, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Uh, Rich, um, AJ, any chance he beats Brock on Sunday? And does Paul Heyman's promo make you more or less, you know, did, did the percentage chance of AJ winning go up or down because of what Heyman did tonight? No, I think it's it's about the same. I think he's going to have a similar showing, if not maybe a little bit more visceral in terms of the violence than he did with, Finn Balor, where he's going to put up a grand fight, but maybe fall a hair short. Yeah, and you can always say Brock can lose and build himself back up, but he can't always lose and always be built back up. So you have to pick your spots. And does AJ need a win over Brock 
and would it make sense? And I got to say, I just, I don't think it makes sense. Um, and, and I say only through the filter of Vince McMahon's promoting. I mean, if I'm, if, if I'm taking over WWE, I'd give consideration building the whole damn thing around AJ because he's full-time, he's at all the house shows, and I think if they really got behind him, a lot of people who were frustrated with Daniel Bryan and uh, you know maybe those who followed Sami Zayn were kind of disappointed by his trajectory, they would just be like, finally, somebody that they're going all in on and give AJ a couple-year run of just being the guy, and it would take some heat off of Roman. But that said, realistically... I don't think the way Vince books it makes sense for AJ to win because Braun versus Roman is still the very likely main event at next year's WrestleMania. And Vince doesn't want Brock losing again. He already lost to Goldberg. Uh, He doesn't want him losing to anybody between now and then because that takes away from Roman Reigns. And all things, all roads lead to Vince trying to get Roman Reigns over as his next big star. So um, I don't think the odds are very good. I'm... When I n- almost never rule anything out other than uh, however many years ago it was. I knew Batista was winning the Royal Rumble because it was just so obvious and they didn't do a good job building up anybody else to win. Um, I, the headline of that week's Prosing Torch newsletter declared Batista the winner before the match took place. It was so obvious. There's rarely that situation, though. And, uh, but this is pretty close to that. I, 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 w- I, will be, I won't be disappointed, but I'll be a little surprised, uh, oh, quite surprised, if, uh, if AJ wins. And I'll wonder what's, what's, what's up and if there's been a big change in plans i'm just happy we're getting aj lesnar i'm so looking forward to that match and uh in part because i think lesnar's capable of so much uh, such a different match than we've seen in recent years and i think aj is the type of wrestler as paul Heyman expressed that Heyman would make sure brock knows this is a special guy and he deserves your best match and something special this isn't about collecting your paycheck and protecting your your image this is about giving aj something in return for him doing the job for you, including a really good match. I'll be disappointed if we don't get, you know, 17 to 22 minutes of a great back-and-forth battle that Lesnar ekes out a win on, and uh, and in losing, AJ ends up maybe a bigger star. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for, and I think there's a possibility of that, Rich. Yeah, and I think for the people who, like myself, maybe wanted to see a Nakamura-Brock Lesnar match, Shinsuke versus AJ is a very interesting thing to look at on another show on another time because the things that make Shinsuke popular haven't necessarily all translated to the WWE whereas everything about AJ has and if anything have been exemplified he is to me when you and Bruce were talking on the Bruce Mitchell audio show about the NWA and the potential resurgence he is maybe this generation's champion that championship wrestler yes Absolutely, absolutely. We, uh, I've got another question on uh, St- Styles and Heyman's promo I want to get to, and a few others. However, i got to get the show off to the producer because it is late when I get this show done. But, uh, Rich, if, if I get this uh, file off to the producer, can you uh, stay with me for a VIP after show and answer a few more emails? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So let's, uh, let's wrap up the show on that note. And uh, if we didn't get to your email, we're very likely going to get to it here in an extra session. That will be just for VIP members. And the next email on our list for Brandon uh, does say at the end, to anyone thinking about going VIP, stop thinking and do it. You won't even need a 10-day trial. It's the best money you'll spend on wrestling each month. Thank you, Brandon, for that. We will get to your email question in the uh, VIP after show right after Rich and I wrap this up. Thank you, Rich. We'll uh, talk to you in about 30 seconds when I uh, start a new recording for the VIP after show. i got to send this file over to the producer. Thanks for having me on, Wade. Always a pleasure. Excellent. Uh, Thank you, everybody. And until tomorrow, 
This is Wade Keller, signing off. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at PWTorchDailyCast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. We are here for the VIP bonus after show portion of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. Immediately following our recording of that, we are here with some VIP extra content recording on Monday night, November 13th. Rich Fan is my co-host today. Uh, Rich, I left off with uh, another email here from Brandon who says, Hey, Wade, I couldn't help but take notice of the extreme contrast in tonight's Paul Heyman promo versus the one he cut on Jinder Mahal just weeks ago. Well, it came off as almost annoyed when talking about an impending Lesnar match with Jinder Mahal. He seemed absolutely elated to be promoting a match against AJ Styles, and who could blame him? Paul has made it a habit to let real-life feelings slip into his promos, but these two stood out perhaps more than any other in recent memory. My question, given the haste with which they made the switch, is whether or not Paul could have used his and Brock's clout and his skills of persuasion to advocate for a title change. Perhaps Vince was considering it, and Paul put him over the edge. This entire situation has been incredibly fascinating, and I hope we eventually get some insight into how it came to be. Thanks as always, and anyone thinking about going VIP, stop thinking and do it. You won't even need a 10-day trial. It's the best money you'll spend on a wrestling each month. Well, everybody listening is a VIP member, but those who took advantage of that offer now now know why. Uh, Or we'll find out in the next few days here. All right, uh, uh, Rich, so yeah, what what do you think about that? I mean, the, the decision to go with AJ was not long planned. And it's still not entirely clear. Um, there's speculation out there that this had to do with some disappointment with Jinder Mahal or just wanting to add a spark to the match or Vince being mad at fans for not being more into Jinder Mahal. Um, what's your take on that? And, and uh, I mean, Paul having persuasion over initiating a title change, I don't think he's got that level of, of power right now behind the scenes. Yeah, if anything, I'm of the opinion that if Paul had suggested it, they would probably have done the opposite. (laughs) Right, yeah. So I I think it's just more or less him responding to the tea leaves they provided him and allowed him to put out there because one of the few things I can say with 100% clarity is he isn't going to go out there and say anything that's going to get him politically in trouble because he knows how tenuous the relationship is. Yeah, yeah. And and really, I mean, I think Paul even knows it's not even particularly his place to say, hey, whatever you have planned, Vince, which I don't want to know because I don't want to get blamed for leaking details. 
Um, I think you should just blow it up because AJ is a good wrestler and the people who appreciate me also like him. I mean, it'll come across as self-serving even. So. Oh, absolutely. And, and for him, sure, Paul is a showman and he is in many ways self-serving, but he's smart about it. That, that's a little too quote-unquote lowbrow for Paul. Yes. All right, up next, uh, VIP member Ted from Sacramento says, I'm watching Raw on tape delay, and I'm about 12 minutes in, and I'm already ready to turn off the TV watching Stephanie emasculate Kurt Angle. Why does WWE think this makes for compelling TV? Stephanie has nothing but go away heat with me. And then he emailed again a few minutes later and said, now it's six minutes later. Okay, and I figured out WWE strategy. Roman Reigns gets cheered because he's allowed to talk back to Stephanie. However, this just makes me resent Roman more, that he, of all people, is the only one who gets to talk back to Stephanie. Why can't someone who I like be allowed to stand up to Stephanie? I think that's a great observation. I mentioned it on uh, on my Twitter account to somebody who said, what was the purpose of that? And I said, well, Stephanie was nasty, and Angle didn't get to talk back because it was all to set up Roman to hopefully get cheered when he talked back to Stephanie. I mean, it, it is... This idea that Vince, I mean, and Vince might think, well, yeah, people who listen to, you know, the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast would know that. But the average fan doesn't, and and it's working. You know, people are liking Roman more uh, because they don't see through all the manipulations of trying to get fans to to like him by giving him special treatment as the only guy on the babyface roster who actually gets to stand up and, uh, and talk down to her. Most people, when they think about, say, Steve Austin and his fight with the corporation and Vince, don't think about the fact that for the most part overtly there weren't too many people outside of steve that directly got a shot at vince maybe the cronies sure but not vince so with roman i get it it's the script that vince has used for the last 15 20 years i think the emailer's point is the biggest thing and that's the i don't know what vince mcmahon's going to do with this it's the fact that it's someone we they that person doesn't like and if it's someone you don't like doing these things, for instance, if this was Daniel Bryan that had been on a Jinder Mahal-esque six-month run where he's beating everyone and everything in sight, no one's going to complain. But because it Jinder Mahal and people, you know, as you mentioned at the very start of it, saw him as a person who was in three-man band and how is this loser who just lost – a loser leaves Raw match two months ago, world champion – it, it, it leads to issues like this, and, and I don't know how they're going to fix it. I really don't. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Frank, who says, hey, Wade and Rich. First, Wade, thank you for replying and retweeting my tweets tonight. We got the kids in early, so I had time to chat with you, and I appreciate you and everyone you have working with you on Podcast One. Thank you, Frank. I have a simple question. How is Raw fighting for brand supremacy? LOL to that storyline, by the way. With two part-time wrestlers on some, or with two part-time wrestlers, I got the inflection wrong. On some level, I get Kurt being on the team. He's the GM, a Hall of Famer, and can still get it done. Fine, but why Triple H? We're here. We're to believe that the storyline COO of the entire company wants to help destroy Team SmackDown, which is under the corporate umbrella of the company he helps run. That's the mission of Team Raw, isn't it? Beat SmackDown. Don't even get me started with free agent John Cena on Team SmackDown. Didn't he just compete on Raw because it's home to him? I guess it's not home anymore if he wants to help destroy it because that's SmackDown's mission, isn't it? Destroy Raw. This is a problem with WWE storytelling. They are hypocritical and insulting our intelligence. Survivor Series has become a playground for the big boys to come down and play rather than further the narrative they were going for. This is why I started watching New Japan, and I'm curious about other wrestling companies. Um, Well, yeah, we touched on some of that, Rich, earlier with, you know, it would have been nice for Triple H to explain why he wants to do this. 
And because it isn't self-apparent, there are reasons to believe this doesn't make sense for Triple H to care enough to do this. So it would be nice for there to be an explanation. You know, um, I, I think it'd be nice if fans were respected enough who pay this kind of attention. Maybe we'll get that. Maybe there'll be something on WWE.com or on Twitter or at Survivor Series itself or on Raw next week that explains it. But this idea of, you know, although I'll say this, destroying SmackDown might be an overstatement, trying to establish that Raw is a dominant brand uh, and Triple H being married to Stephanie. I mean, I guess you could see that, but I, I would have loved for Triple H to say, you know, I, I, something having to do with, well, when they picked John Cena, you know, I, I wanted to get in on this. Uh, Rich, what, what do you think is the explanation that Hunter could give that would make sense? This is probably right up there with Hunter being in the ring now with his brother-in-law and that this is something that could be a very long simmering thing that just happened to have an opportunity to present itself. In the case of Triple H and Kurt Angle, since their marriage, Triple H and Stephanie has had a really weird relationship to Kurt. I think back to when he made the edict to Angle that if she ever got hurt while she was representing him as management, Triple H would take it out on him. And then through an old part of Kurtz, she got hurt, and instead of Triple H helping, he beat the crap out of Angle. So I see it as the same thing. My wife told you to do something, and if you don't listen, I'm going to be the heavy. So now I'm going to join this team to make sure my wife teams win, and you look like a schmuck again. Yeah, I, I, I want them to step up and just impress me with this detail work, with something like that. You know, something that... That explains what's happening. And let's go to another question along the lines here. Matt K says, uh, Wade, would it be possible for Kurt Angle to come across as less motivated or interested in his role as Raw GM, Jason Jordan's father, or in the broader sense, WWE talent? For someone who once prided himself on integrity, intensity, and intelligence, we've seen very little of any of them. He couldn't have looked more bored while Triple H attacked his son only a few feet away or less urgent to help Jordan after the attack. They keep talking about how he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck, and but it's 2017, and 2017 Kurt Angle doesn't look like he'd even try to win if he had so much as a broken fingernail. Earlier in the show, he once again mispronounced a name, this time Braun Strowman. He called him Braun Strowman. Uh, I wish I could believe it was intentional, but it just seems like someone who's carelessly uninterested in bothering to know these things. I found myself hoping Team SmackDown wins the match, if for no other reason than to get Kurt out of this role and maybe see some fire in him if he were to return to competition. Uh, Rich, is that unfair, or does that sound about right? Sounds about right, but having lived in Pittsburgh for the better part of uh, almost 11 years now, Pittsburghers mispronounce a lot of things, mm -hmm. so I don't hold that against them. Uh, Finn Baylor? Yep, Finn Baylor. Well, listen, here in Pittsburgh, we have a place they call North Versailles. Yeah, well, I've, I've butchered some uh, especially European towns I just I, I'm terrible because I've you know you read stuff and in your own head you have your own little dialogue <laughs> but if you don't hear them and then next thing you know you're talking about Edinburgh or Edinburgh Scotland or something so uh, well, but here's the thing though wait that's you as a person that's reading something and you're mispronouncing here in Pittsburgh we have Duquesne which <laughs> is you know you would think is Duquesne but then you call Versailles Versailles yeah, <laughs> and that's just a, so it's like no, 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 no. Something's something's seriously wrong. So Kurt, I think, is suffering from that at times. And also, to be honest, we Kurt, uh, we just had Daniel Bryan talk about his oxygen treatments and his brain. I would be very scared to look at Kurt Angle's brain. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of scared to look at anybody's brain. But yeah, I know what you mean. I get a little squeamish. Uh, I was not destined for uh, m medicine <laughs> when it comes to that kind of thing.
A PW Torch VIP membership doesn't just give you ad-free access to these shows and a ton of other VIP-exclusive podcasts throughout the week, but you also gain access to our unmatched, vast library of wrestling history, our contemporaneous week-to-week coverage through our Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletters dating back to the late 1980s, along with streaming and download access to hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, including some of my interviews with wrestling's top newsmakers in the 90s. And also our podcast library dating back to the year 2003. There's no larger, longer-spanning pro wrestling podcast library than that that comes with a PW Torch VIP membership now approaching 20 years of podcasting. Go VIP and dive into our post-pay-per-view roundtables, our coverage of some of your favorite eras of wrestling, top-name long-form interviews, and special format podcasts that we've done throughout the years pwtorch.com slash govip. We have a streamlined sign-up form and you can pay with PayPal or directly with your credit card or debit card in one or two minutes. From right now, you can be a VIP member and diving into our library, pwtorch.com slash govip. Patrick Monterio says, I know it's been weeks now, but as I watch the triple threat match, I can't help but be amazed that Emma was let go. I have to imagine that there had to be some sort of backstage issue that led to her dismissal, as she had a fire that I didn't even notice until TLC, and looking at how poor some of the other workers are, a non-wrestling issue is all I can come up with. Maybe she refused to be squashed by Asuka. What do you think? Did they drop the potato as soon as it got hot? Boy, that is a contrast when you see Dana out there, but or Donna. Uh, da- Dana, I think is what Booker, <laughs> was it Booker called her Don- Dana? He did. Yeah. He did. So is that a Pittsburgh thing, Rich? That's a Texas thing. They're going to call it what they want. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, but Dana is, has a job because, as Booker said, look at those muscles. She's working out. You know, I mean, it, I'm not surprised. I mean, I would pick Asuka over Dana, but, but I, I, again, through the lens of Vince McMahon, I'm not surprised. It's funny to me that a lot of Dana's issues are structural, in that she needed more of a wrestling base because she's very athletic. I fell in love with Dana Brooke when she was in NXT because of the association with Emma later on in her career. And I really appreciate you. Much like Charlotte's unnecessary uh, front flip, Dana's round off when she gets onto the stage. Has No matter how her weight has fluctuated or what issues she's had with her back or her but she always nails it. And there's athleticism there. I can see why they wanted her. It's just that the other things they didn't want to have patience with. And now that's detrimental because she's now been on national television for two years and you've seen the warts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John B says, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but for me, I'd really like to see the Shield versus New Day main event Survivor Series, meaning go on last. The obvious main event is AJ Lesnar, title versus title, but I believe it will not be nearly as good as Shield versus New Day. There is a doubt in my mind that they could have a. Tw- There's no doubt in my mind that they could have a 25 plus minute four plus star match, and I'd love to see that go on last. Love the show. Thanks. Um, oh, yeah, I mean, I think when you have the Universal Champ, as Paul Heyman said, for the first time ever facing the WWE Champ one on one, I mean, you almost have to main event with that. But I can see with if if Brock's going to win and the Shield is going to win, I could see Vince wanting to end the pay per view with the shield standing tall and standing strong. But that said, there's a third option here. John Cena and Triple H are in the Raw versus SmackDown match. In the top storyline, even though Paul and Lesnar brought that match back to the forefront, as did AJ's win. Uh, And, you know, the shield versus New Day, it's newly introduced. But there's a match that got a big boost in Hunter and, and Cena being added. 
I wouldn't rule that out either. And I mean, I could see, depending on what the finish in the angle is going to be, that that goes on last two. I wouldn't say it would get my vote. This is actually a good good Twitter poll or PW Torch website poll. Uh, you know, what do you think will go on last and what should go on last? Rich, where are you? I think the Raw versus SmackDown men's match should go on last, mainly because I presume there's going to be some sort of payoff at some point between either Triple H, Kurt, Triple H, Cena, or someone else as a principal in there. And then we have the specter of Jinder Mahal, who is not booked for the show. So I figured that is the place where something can happen. Uh, in terms of the New Day, I, earlier you were mentioning the the fact that Roman might not be able to hang with them in terms of the promos. Well, two things work in his favor. One, since it's the go-home week, there isn't too much. And two, I was homesick a few days ago, and uh, you and Bruce had retweeted. It really – I was spitting my soup out laughing at the responses Roman had for Big E calling him the mid-dog because he said something that kind of uh, – well, you know, that's like you calling me the mid-dog is – me being taller than you, but you still calling yourself Biggie because you're wider than I am. And he, he did it better on Twitter. Yeah, I'm butchering yeah. this right now. But he's good. And I and one thing I noted to a friend of mine on Twitter today too, Kate, uh, at Make It Loud, if you are interested in the Raw project that she does, she talks about representation in, in Raw as far as women, people of color, how much yeah. time they have on TV relative to the average. And we were talking about the – the interest level of how much Roman seemed at ease in the ring. I haven't seen him that comfortable since maybe WrestleMania when he came out and gave that non-promo promo. I think that's a good observation. You know, we haven't spent a lot of time talking about Roman's performance and how he came across, but he did seem at ease and, 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 and comfortable. Uh, and I think it helps when he's opposite of Stephanie, when he's getting cheered and again, because he's opposite of her. And when Dean and Seth are kind of flanking him, there does seem to be more of a confidence level with him in that role. Well, what did you think of, uh, speaking of new day tweets of their, of their, of the tweets that they selected to put on the screen, Rich? I was helping my wife put my son in the tub. So I missed them. Oh, they were, they were great. I wish I, uh, uh let me see if I can, uh, find it. Cause it was, Deep into the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kofi said Roman was gone because he got sick from eating his own poop. Uh, Big, Big E said, we request that all shock-absorbing body armor, including but not limited to protective vests, shoulder pads, and heavy wool sweaters be disallowed for competitive use. And uh, Xavier Woods said unicorns versus hounds. One is magical and brings happiness to all. The other drinks out of the toilet and eats its own excrement. We'll totally fight you. We just ask that you don't breathe in our general direction. Oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, and I just found another good one from Big E that I missed when I was sick. Yeah. To uh, Roman's response that actually I'm closer to 275. I'm also six inches taller than quote-unquote big, but not quite tall E. He's like, that's right. I'm not tall at all. Thankfully, we're not hooping fam. Ah, that's fun. And, I, yeah, it's – yeah, well, he's – the the, the repartee. Like yeah. I know a lot of people is like, oh, someone's writing for him. It's like, no. no. I think Roman – needs to have that edge if he's going to stay a face let him be not necessarily Miz level smarmy but let him be smarmy absolutely i agree i agree i what do you think of social media feuds like we've seen with cesaro and Miz, and we're seeing it you know uh, triple h and gender hinted at some stuff um and and now here new day and the shield other examples uh do do you like that as as a way to build build uh build storylines 
I like some of them. Others, I don't think it's fair for some of the people involved. For instance, I think, and this is my opinion, obviously, I think the Ms. Corbin feud via Twitter and social media and then on television is if I was a judge, if this was like UFC, it's unanimous decision in favor of the Miz mm-hmm. because he is using his kids. Like you can't talk about my unborn child. And if you think you're going to get to do that with all the stuff I've been through in my career, I'm going to slap the taste out of your mouth on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that Baron Corbin could come back with is, yeah, well, uh, you're short and I'm uh, tall. <laughs> right. it's, it's, he, yeah. He's basically like uh, when you, if you ever look at the old Saturday Night Live sketches when they did the uh, uh, the Trebek Jeopardies where, where he would have uh, uh, Norm MacDonald pretend to be uh, – oh, God. Now my brain stopped working. Who he was, he was uh, imitating. Uh he would try to imitate uh, Burt Reynolds, and he would just say dumb things like Turd Ferguson, or you know, and he would just throw it off and Quebec just be insufferable. Just like, why are you still talking? That is to me right now Baron Corbin dealing with the Miz because the Miz is just verbally abusing him, and he's just coming back with non sectors. Now you can subscribe to our VIP podcast lineup within the Apple Podcast app using your Apple account. That's new as of March 2022. Just search PW Torch in your Apple Podcast app and you'll see the PW Torch Daily Cast logo show up. That's our free show that's been around forever. And also the PW Torch VIP Podcast logo. There is a free show every week, so subscribe even if you don't plan to go VIP and get a sample of our VIP tier programming. But if you click subscribe, then you'll become a VIP member instantly with a three-day free trial, after which your Apple account will be charged. So you don't need to take out your credit card, debit card, or go anywhere else. If you listen to our free shows... On Apple Podcasts, you are five seconds away from being a VIP member with a three-day free trial. So we invite you to check it out. That includes dozens of VIP shows throughout the week, including VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows and podcasts and daily casts. All those episodes are presented to VIP members with ads and plugs removed, along with VIP exclusives like our post-pay-per-view roundtables, the Wade Keller Hotline, The Fix with Todd and Wade, everything with Rich and Wade, and many other VIP exclusive shows just search PW Torch within the Apple Podcasts app. Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! The, 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 the WWE's decision to announce John Cena on social media, and I mean they've they've been doing more and more announcement. Even that's a whole other controversy, but announcing the title change on social media, they're using that to, to push things. Did you think that it, it undersold John Cena being added to Survivor Series by announcing it on social media and then sort of in a passive way on Raw before there could be fanfare on SmackDown? Or is that an effective way to generate some buzz through social media so people engage in conversation before they see Cena actually appear on TV explaining himself or at least being presented uh, in in the match? I would think of it like this. You never announce a Jericho return 
via social media. So for someone like John Cena, I would hope that you would give him the same level, if not more, given his importance to the company. Yeah, I think the pop for Cena coming out as a surprise would, would have been great. I, I think what probably happened is he wasn't available Tuesday, but they wanted it to be integrated into Raw this week. So they could have announced it on SmackDown. And then just strategically, they chose not to because it was all about AJ winning the title and they didn't want to overshadow that. So there might have been a decent, you know, kind of exception to the rule strategy for doing it here. If it's not just their policy to look for opportunities to announce things on social media for the sake of their obsession with social media. Uh, But there might have been some good reason this week circumstantially for that to happen. All right. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one of the things that might have been working against him was the opening of – uh, the new movie with uh, him and Will Ferrell. Uh, what is it? Daddy's Home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that was coming out. So I'm sure he was doing press stuff because I saw numerous things that he'd put on YouTube and social media as far as you know people saying, "Hey, I really enjoyed watching Daddy's Home too," but I never saw John Cena. He's like, "Oh, right. I get it. You guys." All right. Last uh, question or two. Jason Phelan from Cleveland, Ohio, says, is there any way the women's five on five match doesn't end with Asuka standing tall? The announcers don't tout her two and a half year undefeated streak much other than saying occasionally that she retired from NXT undefeated. So you think WWE would eliminate her in a non-meaningful way to get the loss over with, then try to promote her as never losing a one on one match? Let's hope not. Um, does it count, Rich, if, if she loses a Survivor Series match or is on the losing end of it, which would involve being eliminated? If it, yeah, if she's eliminated, I, th- I, you know, using my wrestling nerd analytics, I would say yes. <laughs> I would say one, of, and, and I, I try not to do this too much, but if I'm putting on my fantasy Booker hat, if uh, they are going to bring back um, Paige, that is a built-in feud. The two undefeated women's world champions from NXT who came up without losing their title, facing each other off from different brands or the same brand, if she's going to come to Raw. Let's, uh, let's do another women's question to wrap up here. Cody from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, says, Hey, wait, i got a couple of thoughts from Rod and I to share with you. I was very surprised with Roman's performance at the top of the show. Obviously, I wasn't surprised to hear the boos when he came out, but I didn't see anything wrong with his part in the Shield promo. He played to the crowd like a baby face should and even turned the tables on the heel. Steph, I don't know if this is Roman finally getting into a good groove or if I'm just happy he's back with the Shield or if I'm happier that he's not in the main event picture. Maybe I'll never know. Still, though, he did good tonight. Let's see if he keeps it up. All right, so number two, uh, while doing some research into potential top five Survivor Series matches to discuss with Rich Fan on the deep dive this Saturday, I've noticed that this year's Women's Survivor Series match is almost identical to last year's Women's Survivor Series match. Now there's still the matter of tomorrow night's title match between Natalia and Charlotte, but does this say anything about WWE's women's division that there were very few changes from last year's match? Yeah, that is weird. That, that And Cody's really good. Cody spent all of my last episode uh, in terms of the Too Fast, Too Furious pushes. One of the people I intentionally didn't mention was Roman because I felt like at over this many years, it isn't a fast push. It's just a long hostage level yeah. push. <laughs> and uh, Cody gave me – like I read the email. It was probably like a 15-line uh, manifesto on why Roman Reigns is – the anathema to everything in existence and uh so yeah i i love cody's emails i think in terms of the women that does do them a a disservice i mean obviously you have asuka in so that's going to be a big difference but on the whole just kind of paint paint by the numbers stick one person here one person there and you flip-flop where they're at that they could do more they really could do more with those 10 women um actually i'm going to sneak in one other uh 
One other question here. Jeff from Colorado. Uh, backstage, I thought I heard Angle tell Jordan that Wyatt is the most sadistic, nasty wrestler he knows. If that is a case, the follow-up should have been, which is exactly what we need on our team when we face SmackDown. I want to wrestle has no limits. Sorry, Jason, with McMahon on my back to prove you belong. Either go out and be more sadistic than Wyatt, or I'll have to replace you so we can put that kind of fire on our team. So Jeff just throwing that out there. I just don't sense right now. They're that uh, they're thinking of integrating Bray at this late moment into the match, but it turned out it just wasn't an option uh, to actually do that. So if they if Kurt had said that, then Triple H coming out seems like he's knocking somebody out of that match who maybe earned it by just being sadistic against Jordan even after losing the match. But mostly just, you know, again, through the lens of Vince's thinking, he just didn't want Bray to be that big of a deal going into this on six days' notice after being gone for a while. And I think Bray's going to be, you know, maybe in a mid-card feud with Jason Jordan. We'll see what happens as things play out on Sunday. Yeah, I agree. I think Bray, I would not want him in this match. I need him to recenter himself. I need him to figure out whatever's going on in his personal life to get that straightened out. And I need him to be more the creepy cult leader and less the uh, townie who went to spring break in Jamaica and got some corn rolls. (laughs) Very good. Uh, Rich, we'll end on that note. Thanks for your uh, generous time tonight, and I will look forward to the deep dive on Saturday. Thanks. As always, a pleasure. And the East Coast oh, cast? Oh, yes, of course, yes. And the East Coast, I would be remiss because since Travis Bryant is, anytime he's on, he somehow forgets to mention his co-host. I will not <laughs> do the same. The East Coast cast is a non-family friendly, not safe for work, not minivan friendly, uh, three-hour tour or more, depending on how late Travis can stay up and how much I'm willing to tolerate sleeping through a podcast. <laughs> um, it, it features in the free portion – which is through the live cast kind of family of networks, East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com if you want to email. It's Travis Bryan and Cameron Hawkins talking about whatever you want to talk about in wrestling, life, comic books, pop culture, politics, you name it. And then with the VIP portion, Travis and I typically have a book or two we'll be reading together and we'll discuss. We'll have some wrestling issues of the day, and then we'll argue at some point about something benign. And most people like to fuel that fire, like <laughs> Cody, like Craig, like uh, Darrell, like uh, even in some cases, Brian Austin, PW Torch, 26-year VIP and all-around swell guy. He knows which buttons to push to get Travis in a tizzy, and I know which ones to push to keep him there. So if you want to have fun and you want to listen to that, by all means do so. It's 6 p.m. EST. If you go to at East Coast Cast on Twitter, you can get the links and whatnot that will get you to us. Excellent. Rich, thanks again. Always a pleasure, Wade. Excellent. Thanks, everybody. Torch Faithful, this is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. 
or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership as soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute. You'll get a link and you click on it and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP exclusive podcasts and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership pwtorch.com slash go VIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying and let us know what you want us to talk about and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. As many of you know, I like my food analogies when it comes to pro wrestling. Don't ask me how I make it work, but I think I do some of the time. I, I really actually am into food. I like uh, nutrient-dense food. I think about what I eat. I think about what I put in my body. I think I make good choices, and I have good energy, and I maintain my weight well. And part of that is whole foods and nutrient density. But that's not always possible when you're in a rush or when you don't want to order out and spend the money on the tip and waiting for the driver to show up. And a lot of us don't always have time to cook. Some people just don't like to cook. And that's where Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals come into play. I have regularly ordered those on my own. I found that I like to have a supply of Factor Meals always on hand. It takes about two minutes to heat and eat. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals make it easy to fuel up fast. Savor the harvest season with Factors Pumpkin Feast for Two, featuring fall's most craved flavor, pumpkin. This ready-to-eat bundle helps you make the most of autumn with a full spread that feeds two. It might make for a good fall date night. Factors Rotating Meals have a ton of fall options every week, too. You can add your seasonal favorites like Three Bean Vegan Chili, one of my favorites, or Tuscan Tomato Chicken, or many other options on their menu, which changes every week. In fact, Factor offers 30-plus meals per week and 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. If you need more protein, you can now add protein to select vegan and veggie meals to pack an additional boost into every bite. If you're trying to work out or just increase your protein content, Factor makes that easy. And Factor, as I noted, is cheaper and quicker than takeout. Seriously, thanks to their commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can actually feel good about what you're eating every day, and it tastes great. They don't add a bunch of extra salt and artificial ingredients to try to fake it. They use real whole food, and you'll taste it. So when things get extra busy, Factor is flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week, or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. 
And Factor has options for everyone, however you like to eat. You can choose from keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and protein plus to get chef-crafted, dietitian approved recipes you'll look forward to every time. As many of you know, I eat a primarily vegan diet, and I choose vegan options. And the variety of options just in the vegan category keeps me going. Again, I can attest to this as someone who likes to cook and likes to eat out. And frankly, I'm kind of picky about restaurants I'll go to a second and third time. These are chef-crafted recipes packed with restaurant-quality flavor. Factor keeps renewing their sponsorship of this show, and they have through the year 2023, because our listeners have found this to be a product that works for them. I think it will work for you. One thing I've found that's helped me maintain my weight as I've aged is nutrient density. It's about eating food that has high-quality ingredients without a lot of processed, empty calories. And Factor's dietitians have figured that out for you. They've done the work, and they deliver it to your doorstep. So here's what you do. Head over to go.factor75.com slash wade60. I'll repeat that in a second here. And you'll get 60% off your first box. That's code wade60 when you go to go.factor75.com slash wade60. That's go.factor75.com slash wade60 to get 60% off your first box. Give yourself a reason to look forward to going to the mailbox each week with a PW Torch newsletter paper copy subscription. Details at pwtorch.com slash paper copy. It's 12 pages every week packed with my TV reports along with exclusive features such as my cover story on the top story of the week, our pay-per-view roundtable reviews from the Torch staff, exclusive feature-length columns from Greg Parks, Rich Fan, Sean Radikin, Alan Cunahan, and Zach Hadorn, Torch Talk transcripts, the latest news, and more pwtorch.com slash paper copy. Take a break from screen time and settle in every week with a mega dose of wrestling news and analysis with a Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter paper copy edition in the year 2022. You can get a full year of home delivery for just $99. Or try us for an eight-week trial subscription. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year-in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year.
Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with the WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. wrestling fans are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life well we're those kind of people too but we do so with mixed martial arts i'm robert Viajos, host of mma talk for pro wrestling fans every monday on pw torch's daily cast lineup not only do we cover every ufc and bellator event we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at pwtorchdailycast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. It's a new year, so why not treat yourself to a PW Torch VIP membership and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed and... A ton of VIP exclusive audio shows such as the new Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE series that I record throughout the week dedicated to a focused look at WWE news and a focused look at AEW news along with commentary, analysis, and Q&A with VIP member listeners. Plus our post-pay-per-view VIP exclusive roundtables and so much more. Plus over 35 years of archives of podcasts, radio shows, newsletters, articles, Check it out, pwtorch.com slash govip. Tells you all about membership. So why not make 2022 the year that you enjoy all the benefits that come with a PW Torch VIP membership? Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? pwtorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day, every day to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read 
a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices, or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. You can support us on Patreon and get these shows with ads and plugs removed. The Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month for just $4.99 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. That's patreon.com slash pwtorchvip. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying and let us know what you want us to talk about and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.